0: Hey
1: everybody. Oh, uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. Season six. Woohoo! Oh my god, I am excited. Uh That's right. I I was waiting for this. I had to wait a whole fucking month.
2: The sixiest yeah. season so far. Yeah. Not a lot of series makes it into the sixth seasons, so this is That's something. right. Six seasons in a movie, baby. Like community.
1: I know, seriously. That's awesome. I can't wait. Uh, so this will be January when this comes out, but right now it's actually September. So uh, we're really excited. We're, we're doing this, you know, obviously all of this stuff early because we have a lot of Thanks episodes. to the
3: magic of technology.
1: Yeah. But uh, we got a lot of episodes to cover, and I'm really excited for that. Um, so we're going to uh, talk first about the fact that it's me, Jonathan A. Moody, as uh, the host, and I've got my co-host
3: Paul E. Presenza, otherwise known as the
2: Moo Cow. Moo.
1: And we also got...
2: Joe Turek, and I'm here as the um, resident victim of the session.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Or or otherwise known as the special guest.
2: And he's an all-sick <laughs> flick production crew today.
1: Yes, yes. We're all pr- uh, producing partners of Sick Flick Productions, and...
3: Because we couldn't find any other victims out there. Yeah. No, we
2: can <laughs> We'll have more people. And, and I... And, from I don't know if this is really gonna be a victim one this one, but never yeah,
1: know. I, I I'm trying to be nice. Joe was this skating one.
2: by this time.
1: And well, I was I was trying to do that on the the last time that he was here, and he actually didn't like the movie, and that was the janitor. <laughs> right. And uh and but the the original plan was to have a better place as the movie, and that's what we're gonna be doing today. So hopefully it works. It didn't work the last time I had to buy a whole new uh, movie. Uh, hopefully that will work. I don't know what the problem was. Uh, it has no scratches on it, so there should not be any problems. So
3: this is not the sketchy Russian porn site version of this film?
1: That's the ones that you go on. <laughs> you know, if you had it, I mean, you could probably buy it.
3: you it. must kill moose and squirrel. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. But... Uh, yeah, so we've got a really fun fun show planned. You both have not seen this movie. Um, saw so the first, like, two minutes. I That's know. That's right. <laughs> maybe a minute. <laughs> yeah, <that>, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, you saw the introduction, which we're not going to do again. Yeah. You know, the Kevin Smith long this, introduction. This is
3: the version that doesn't have the skip, 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 skip.
1: I hope. <laughs> we'll see when we, when we watch the movie. But uh, if not, we're going to be recording a whole new movie, I guess, you know, or whatever. So I hope not. So until then, everybody have a good one. And we'll see you after we listen to some mood
0: mood music. music.
1: And we are back. All right. So this is uh, just finally you guys get to see this. This was planned for season five, and and now season six, it's here. So uh, it's I'm gonna go around here. and ask. Uh, so Paul, what did you first think of it?
3: Um, it was interesting. You know, it's it's a nice little extension of the View Askew universe. That's always nice. I mean, you know me, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, and I'm a fan of everybody involved. So it was it was fun. Um, that whole sort of underside of the jersey kind of uh stuff that they like to do it's always pretty interesting
1: it was a different movie it wasn't like a comedy or anything right oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. was right. a a straight drama with a little <clears throat> comedy but not not like laugh 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 out loud but Mm-mm. kind of comedy stuff you know little things
2: yeah there was a couple things at the beginning that seemed comedic like the you're in it peeing in the Pool um, in, in the in the tub and stuff like that, but we'll, uh, we'll definitely get into uh, that. Yeah, we'll stuff. Get into stuff like in that. In retrospect,
3: meth's comedic more uh, a foreshadowing of the guy being nuts. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but being overall, yeah, definitely up. like you're saying, a um, mm-hmm. uh, different take on the universe and different going in a little bit different different direction. I think was really good. Mm-hmm. All
0: right,
3: it's so a little a little unpolished, a little you know a little indie ish, but you know still pretty cool and um to be able to make a, a whole movie like that is uh you know i mean that's great
2: um and so what did you think joe I, I think for i'm sure it had a pretty small budget which i'm sure you'll talk about at some point but um uh i i'm i, I was impressed you were impressed and, uh, yeah I, I thought it was uh, i wasn't quite sure what i was getting into but um <laughs>
1: I'm glad, well, glad you enjoyed it. Into. Once, once again, uh, this was my original plan to show you, and then I thought, oh, The Janitor, since this wasn't working, The Janitor, and then you
2: didn't like The Janitor. Well,
3: That's... The Janitor's a little different. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know.
2: <laughs> I, well, I still see, thought it was a good movie. Janitor, I would say, would be a little bit more polished. Probably than this. And more gory. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, there was some a lot of good blood in this, too, for the type of story this was, but obviously the janitor had blood for other reasons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and there was but. no boobs in this or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't, I don't think that was ever. Unless like,
3: you count Ethan Suppley? I don't
1: think he, I didn't see any of his boobs. No. Yeah. You know? no. no. uh, no. But anyway, we'll, we'll get into a lot of the actors and characters and stuff let me let me go kind of into some background yeah so, yeah
3: do the background on that so
1: part. basically um a lot of people probably might know this if you're a view skew guy like I am but uh, uh, uh Vincent Pereira is sort of known as the view skew historian he was there from like the conception of uh of the idea back when clerks was just called inconvenience I believe um uh, Kevin Smith let him read it and, and stuff and it was darker and it was more, that was originally there. They, they had bonded over like Twin Peaks and stuff like that and it was more Twin Peaksy, you know, kind of weird, kind of like whatever and then it became the Kevin Smith movie that everybody knows it as and everything. Interesting
3: because this is definitely darker but definitely no Twin Peaks stuff in this. No, no.
1: And this wasn't, I don't think that, you know, this was, this was a fairly... Vincent-type movie, I guess, or whatever. Um, not
3: that a backward-talking magic wouldn't hurt. Yeah, it always true.
1: So anyway, he ended up... Uh, the, well, then Clerks became this big, huge hit. They made Mallrats. That wasn't that big of a hit. But uh, the Weinsteins, who I guess not a lot of people talk about now or whatever... But the Weinsteins had given money to Kevin as part of his deal that he could produce other people's films, but they were very low budget. Uh, One of them was the one we did for What the Fuck Friday, which was called Vulgar. Uh, Another one was called Drawing Flies. Um, We'll probably do that at some point. Uh, then there's a movie called Big Helium Dog that Brian Lynch did. Brian Lynch is actually in this movie, and Vincent Pereira plays the cigarette fairy in that one. Uh-huh. Um, so kind of role reversed of um, stuff. And I think Vincent had a big hand of producing and helping with Big Helium Dog as well. Uh, and then there was this movie, and this movie I think only cost about forty to fifty grand. Um, you Sounds know? about right. And it was pretty much done in uh you know uh
2: was it new jersey that's um, a larger budget than clerks then hmm? that'd be larger budget than clerks then.
1: oh yeah <laughs> larger budget than clerks oh. I
3: well mean, that's one color, of the benefits yeah. of coming yeah. after a movie that goes hit yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. and it was larger uh, budget than clerks and it was in color mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that was another thing which i i think if it was in black and white it still would have looked cool i mean you know i would have i would have probably liked it still um, but then, so, uh, and then of course, you know the movie kind of became what it is. It's uh, just a, a story. Now I'll read what it says in the back of the box for the story, and then we'll get more into like actual scenes and stuff. But it says from Viewskew Productions, Clerks, Chasing Amy, Dogma, and executive producers Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Um, comes first-time director Vincent Pereira's edgy teen thriller. Uh, Filmmaker Magazine said that. Uh, Barrett Michelson, Robert DiPatri, um, is having a bad first day at his new high school. He is badgered, ridiculed, and nearly beaten up. He finds an unlikely, unlikely ally in a local loner, Ryan Walker, played by Ian Bailey, from Almost Famous. And, uh, he was also in Fight Club. You know, um, an intelligent, mis- misanthropic youth with a dark family past. A friendship quickly develops, but Barrett begins to worry as Ryan's philosophical ranting turns increasingly violent. When Barrett uh, does the unthinkable and makes peace with local teen- teenagers, Ryan's, uh, Ryan so despises. Ryan loses all control in an attempt to drag Barrett down into his world of hatred and destruction, and Barrett must find a way to escape horroring depiction of teen violence and rage a better place has been called a bracing disturbing film with an underlying human uh, humanity uh stephen gallagher the hamptons international film festival and sharply written with stellar performances a better place deals frankly on the dark side of an american teenage experience that's from mitch uh from fantasia film festival um i know it's coming to blu-ray so i would probably suggest oh, people okay, get it on good. blu-ray I just don't know when exactly. Um, is it's, there going to be all kinds of extras and commentaries? There already stuff? is on this one. Oh, nice. Yeah, so in this one, there's the introduction by Kevin Smith, which they have. I forgot how many introductions. It was so like, yes, we did. We oh, we, that was the thing we saw before. Yeah, we watched, yeah. It, be, we watched yeah. it before okay. the. First and he was That's talking right. about a That's butter right. place. Right. That's you know, right. there's like four or five of them, That's right. and they tried to attempt it a couple times yeah. to do it, and it was just they. What's it's there, just what? Kevin and Scott being. We should, should have done be. it again.
2: What, wasn't yeah. it like five, ten minutes long or longer? Yeah, or it was a long, you, yeah. long introduction.
1: Um, oh, and you yeah, even talk cool. about how long it is. Kevin Smith.
3: You let him talk however long he wants. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, it's got a widescreen digital spirit data cine. Um, transfer of the director's cut featuring scenes not included in the festival prints. So we got to see the director's cut. Uh, five, one point, uh, 5.1 Dolby Digital and 2.0. I put it on the 2.0 because... Uh, if you played on the 5.0, I believe you can't really hear cer- certain things or something because it's meant for... So you know. did
3: you get that from him, or can you get this on Amazon? You can
1: get this on Amazon. Okay, that's cool. Um, Good to know. You and said that's your second time. I'll make sure right to now. put
3: the links up there for other folks yep, to get exactly. it. exactly.
1: This is now one of the ones that's harder to find or whatever. Um, Feature-length commentary with director and cast and uh, deleted scenes with director's commentary. There's also, if you look it up online... You can find a secret commentary, drunken Ooh. commentary track. Uh, I don't know how to do it exactly, but there is an Easter egg. Nice, so, I like that. Yeah, so they did they did a drunken commentary track where they just you know goof on the. Film I wouldn't do a
3: secret drunken comedy uh, track. You That'd can't do it, it cool. with me though, Because I trick.
2: Well, <laughs> well but, uh, that, uh, that uh, a commentary would be good to listen to, but uh, a drunken one on this type of topic, maybe uh, I don't know. How that would, how that would. It work, was more fun of. and just goofy, mm-hmm. and not
1: like uh, Vincent is very much known. If you listen to any of the commentary tracks from like Clerks on and everything, where he's on it, he is very he knows all the stuff about film, all the stuff about like where things are shot. He's all the technical guy. Well, I'm
3: and dying to hear some of this because I, I'm just very curious as to why this is the story that drove him to make his
1: first film. Why like, this? Why is it this particular story? Um, I, I'm not sure if they even touch on that in the commentary because a lot of it, once again, is technical, like where they shot, how they shot it, mm. you know, things like that. But, it's such uh, a maybe far
2: departure from the world that he was part of that got notoriety. I mean, it fits it.
0: Yeah. more
3: in with Vulgar, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's- but it's just, you know, I mean, I'm just, you know, was it something personal? Was there something autobiographical? Was it something that he just heard from somebody else. I mean, why Why this particular
2: plot? I think of I'm sure from a historian standpoint he would be able to say this and just was um, Columbine. When, when did that happen? I can't remember. Oh, that, happened 99. 99. that happened in so 99. That happened after. after, after this, this. Was, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. this wasn't even about school shootings, but this yeah. didn't even happen at school or anything. Yeah. this wasn't
2: a school shooting. This well, was just... My, my thinking was is that because it just dealt with bullying and just dealt with loners in school <clears> and something like that and it's just the awkwardness that everyone faces and also the tragedies that some people have to uh, some of them go through in growing up i mean the the ryan kids i mean ryan seeing his parents dead i mean that's pretty obviously traumatic
1: well i had asked him because there is one scene particularly that was very uh that one scene where he's kind of talking about you know how we can destroy everybody like uh, government sanctioned abortions that whole like monologue and I asked if uh, if you know he went to really dark place to write that, and he said not really. And he had just it just you know some people can just write this stuff and just you know don't mm-hmm. even have to whatever. Um, but he also said that that was actually uh, too that was supposed to be more dialogue with Barrett, but it just wasn't working. So they gave it all to all the dialogue basically to uh ryan yeah and, that makes
3: more sense and
1: that's why it ended up where a lot Barrett's of it better. was more like yeah, pushing on him yeah. and Barrett's just like standing there staring at him and i was like it was one of the best scenes in the movie i think honestly we'll we'll get to we'll get to some of the best stuff um so we're going to talk about the cast um obviously the main uh actor we says were uh we talked uh, talked about were rob de and um uh what is it uh ian uh uh, guess uh, Ian Bailey uh, and it was introducing both of them. They had never acted in anything before. This was their first thing
2: oh yeah. <laughs> Al, well, well, no that was Vincent I was like outside of clerks, but that was Vincent that was in Clerks.
1: And they actually yeah, I, I believe yeah. they held an audition out in LA you know mm-hmm. and everything. So that's why there's there were some big names that uh, were sort of Considered, you know, yeah. like so looked at.
3: Count off the folks from the VSQ universe who pop in.
1: Yep. So there's Jason Lee. Jason Lee, and twice, Scott, t- right? T- uh, twice, two different characters. I mean, more than twice because we get to see Dennis Pepper a couple times. Uh, then there was a there's he this. also played like a vagrant guy that yeah, was the dr- like a the high, or whatever, yeah. you know, right. druggy that was sort of high. And uh, we'll get into get that scene later. Um, there was also Carmen Llewellyn uh, Lee, who uh, she was uh, in Chasing Amy. She was the the girl. Who was uh, had the short hair, short blonde girl that kissed uh, Alyssa Jones, mm-hmm. and then like was it uh, Holden and Banker just watching
2: them make out the <laughs> that, whole time? That, that's a classic scene. From right, TV. and yeah, she was
1: she was the girl yeah. from that, and it was sort of funny to watch Kevin Smith's uh, was it Kevin Smith's girlfriend make out with uh, Jason Lee's wife. Now that
3: was a moment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a shared moment. And and, and the expressions between Affleck and Lee, when they see them during that scene, it's just like, because one, he's like, oh, yeah, and the other guy's just like, and Affleck's like, oh, what the hell?
1: Um, She was also, I think she was in, she was so... (laughs) it's kind of funny if I'm I, I might be wrong about this but I believe she was the chick in uh, Marrats, but she was a picture you know the uh, the picture that uh, Silent Bob goes through and like puts his head through uh, her oh, area yeah. down there you know yeah. and everything that's I funny. think that was Carmen well,
2: if I'm correct yeah, so and, and then um, I looked up and I saw that she was um, uh, the girlfriend of, uh, David Arquette's girlfriend had never been kissed so nice that's, that's more of a mainstream Hollywood film yeah uh, but that, and it's and I, a
3: shame there isn't much else with her. I mean, you know, I would like to have seen more. Yeah, I, I yeah. just don't she think
1: she's cool. been acting much lately. Uh, I don't know if she'll come back out. We gotta bring
3: her back, man.
1: I would love to, but I don't I don't think I could afford to <laughs> at this rate. Um, but maybe, you know. She has a
2: look. Uh, a, a look and a presence with um, uh, the scenes that she was in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she was great. And uh, Brian Lynch, uh, who's also, once again, I said he directed uh, Big Helium Dog, and he was a big part of the V.S.Q. now he is he's nothing he does all the stuff with like the minions and he's big animation guy so he uh he was um a secret live of pets you know he did those movies and everything um he was it was so funny to see him in this he played eddie mm-hmm. you know who was uh carmen's uh uh best friend okay. who who comes up and just kind of you know it's like hey I heard you practically raped Prot- my protector yeah the protector and everything I could
2: see I could see him that, that actor doing something with like Secret Life of Pets and stuff like that yeah. with the dogs like, like the Papillon the different dogs and stuff like that or that that would probably be interesting.
1: I'm wondering if he put an Asian crank collar <laughs> <laughs> pet,
2: <laughs> or a horseshoe crab.
1: Oh yeah. Well, that was that was the yeah. them those that two two people. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I think the horseshoe crab was dead, um, it might look like it was moving around, but uh, well, they
3: they had one that was moving around, but when they put it down, that doesn't mean they didn't pick up a dead one or even a fake
1: one later. Mm, yeah, just tossed it because I was like, ugh. Why would you toss a horseshoe grab like that? Like, well, if
3: you're talking in the ocean, it's okay. It'll yeah,
1: yeah. It'll be
2: all right. Yeah, maybe um, they... I don't know if they had a, a thing at the end of the credits. No no animals were harmed in during uh, the making of this film. Did they or did they not? I don't no, know. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. <laughs> not
3: even in New Jersey. Uh,
1: well, it was a non-union film, I believe, yeah. because we, we talked about this earlier, uh, all of us together, but... The movie was, uh, it had to be non union because uh, Dennis Pepper was as himself. And then he had another, like Linus Pe- uh, Linus Peacock or something like that, as his uh, other name for the uh, stru- uh, Stoner guy. And then
2: Rude Student. <laughs> what? Rude, Rude, Rude oh, Student. Yeah. Rude yeah. Student was right. Ethan Suplee, right. yeah,
1: who is also in the Mulrad stuff. He was Willow. am I going to see the sailboat? He was the sailboat guy. And uh, now he does not look anything like.
2: Ethan Suplee, he's uh, built and and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him in a movie recently, in the past year or so, and I was just like, okay, he's done a he's done a 180 in his appearance and just his the way he is.
3: Yep, for, for sure. Don't forget Scott Mosier.
1: Scott Mosier as the other druggy guy. Uh, I thought he was great. Um,
2: was he the one that was on top of Lee's back, basically? And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So he's the other guy, and he's the producer. Like he's the guy who's worked with uh Kevin for from the very beginning and now uh, he's directed like he directed the new Grinch movie and stuff like that so he's gotten into animation and I believe, Brian might have helped in some way or something, trying to introduce him to people. I
3: expected Brian O'Halloran to pop in at any second, you know. It would have been fun.
1: But we did get another Clerks guy. Uh, we got the guy was oh. played the Whippoorwill asshole, as mm-hmm. he was credited. He was the uh, the guy who lost his keys at the... Uh, uh, he was the... Uh, you know angry because well, the he lost he lost a little bit more than his keys in this one yeah yeah <laughs> well i i swear i i think that's the same character you know it sounds like him he even says "fucking kids the attitude you know is his atti- the same. attitude attitude yeah. and you know what that attitude did just not help him. him
3: the same way is probably what he said just same kind of guy
1: yeah Well, we have talked about this before, too, with you, with you, me, and, uh, uh, earlier today about the fact that you said this was very much like Clerks and rats and all that with two guys, you know, hanging out. It's just more dramatic and more, like, way more serious and more kind of darker, you know, look at, at that. So, but it's, like, two best friend, male best friends who are sort of slackers, you know, who kind of end up, um you know kind of dealing with this stuff and one's
3: more kind of a normal guy and the other's a little bit uh, out of the box yeah yeah
1: and this out of the box is out of the box you know Mm -hmm. he's really fucked up so we'll go through the beginning of the the film so it like starts out with uh, uh barrett's dad dying you know Right? An yeah. um, aneurysm his, or something
2: fell off the ladder. He had
1: an aneurysm and On fell the off roof. the ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, years later, after this movie had come out, and I've seen this movie, my friend's dad died that way too. Oof. One of my best friends' dad um, passed away that way. He, he just slipped off the ladder and, and fell. Yeah, the um, ladders suck. Yeah. So it. Uh, this particular one, I guess they, the, ki- the guy had the aneurysm just fell, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. So that sucks um so the father dies so he has to move to a what his mom calls a better place and it's just this (laughs) shitty town in new jersey Um, it's
3: it's a shame yeah better place being new jersey yeah
1: um and then he goes and he his first day is the worst first day you could possibly think of um every person in the world is rude to him the first person he tries to be friends with practically calls him a rapist for talking to him talking to her like asking if it's, she was reading a good book and that's it you know uh then the he got jumped by
2: the bullies by the locker
1: you got well before the before oh, the, the, that yeah, the, the uh, in the classroom in the classroom he got uh beat up by the bully in a way and kicked the out of
3: his seat 30 plus year old teenagers
1: yeah yeah which, Vin- Vincent was one, one of them. is a beard
2: yeah one, Vincent was one of them
1: yeah Vincent yeah. Pereira was one of the bullies uh which I thought was funny you know that because uh, you know if you Vincent writing this stuff I'm sure he was like you know I'm gonna put myself in this movie. like just like Kevin probably you mm. know Kevin put himself as silent Bob he was like I, you know if I you know if I want to make this movie I want to put myself in it I everything.
3: mean you you know me you know I, I have details grab my attention and I can't let go of them you know whether it's in the background or just other stuff but the beard did kind of bother me I mean I was in high school there was nobody there nobody there who had a beard I would just a change actually I knew
1: got kids in high school that had a beard when I was in high school
3: good lord yeah. yeah no,
1: maybe not, maybe things have changed think. I don't know cause uh, that would be like 97 was the years I was in high school so um, yeah I I Beard didn't bother me because I was like, oh, I knew I knew a couple of my friends who actually had full on beards by then. Mm. You know, I mean, beards didn't happen when you were twenty.
2: You know, beards. Just- I, I had the high school peach fuzz mustache, sort of. Type right, thing, peach fuzz that. is one thing. <laughs> you
3: got a got a manly manly beard.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, th- but, th-
2: that kind of stuff doesn't bother me at all. You know? But um, uh, when you were talking about him, him having such a bad day in the introduction, it's like when you go to a school and the bullies mess with him at the locker and then the teacher just says basically don't don't, you have any friends don't you have any and he tells the bullies he's like I don't care if you beat him up just don't do it on school grounds I'm like like, that's that's fuck that was
1: actually Brian Lynch's father Richard Lynch who okay. played that. You know? I, was, I was like,
2: that's kind of brutal. I was like, I was like, oh, and, and he's the one that's guiding these kids to their future. Yeah, thanks like, for doing your job. That, that's pal. a nice educational endorsement of the teaching. In, in, in Jersey. I, I think
1: honestly, that's probably somehow you know some schools I like mean, they just in don't New care. Jersey, yeah. yeah, they're just like, I don't care what you do. To that yeah. guy just don't do it on school property. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, school he, was,
2: he was in the latter stages of his career and stuff like that, so he's probably just like, I just want to go home and drink my coffee. Leave me alone. type damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, the, uh, the one bit, like, you know, and uh, was it uh, one of the guys, Todd, uh, played by, I think his name's Joseph Cassesi or something. Uh, he was, uh, he comes up there and he just does not like Barrett from, like, A, because he was sitting in his spot, but B, because he was uh, um, basically just this you know, um, just because he's the new kid, you know, and he's he wants to, like, just make the new kid's life a living hell. And, yeah, and
3: it's such a sad commentary on our society now that we come from a period when that movie was, was shot and then back when I was a kid that that's the sort of thing you had to worry about was getting bullied by kids and getting into fights and all that. Whereas two years after that movie was made and into the future instance, and into the now, it's more like getting shot. You know, with so many school shootings happening mm-hmm. now. It's just... You know, I mean, obviously they wouldn't know this back then that such things wouldn't see would pale in comparison. Well, there
1: was, I believe there you know. was like a school shooting before Columbine sure, was. that sure, yeah. was that was pretty bad and I think that was a little bit of the basis of this movie was like how how violent kids are becoming sort of thing. I mean, remember 95 was I believe when kids came out, mm-hmm. you know or so. And that was a pretty brutal oh, and yeah, nasty. That was,
2: that was a great film.
1: Look yeah. at you know
2: our our society. That's one of the hardest films I've probably seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's it's a,
1: just, a, I, I love it and hate it in the same time. Yeah, exactly. When
2: I
3: first saw that, I I questioned whether it was a documentary or not. I yeah, was just mm-hmm.
1: like wow, this is so well. Done. It felt yeah, it felt real and everything. And This movie sort of had that to me that had a little bit of that like grittiness and realness that. Made me feel like, mm. oh God, this is this could be what's going on in and schools today. And of course, today.
3: Gummo came out, and then that sort of yeah. set the new bar <laughs> for yeah. that kind yeah. of a film. Well, and, and <laughs> I, I think
2: this movie maybe um, veered a little bit that direction than than say the Clerks world type of thing. So it's like the the mentality of the of the kids and um, Gummo and stuff like that. Yeah. So,
3: but without going to the extremes that yeah. that Gummo did. Yeah. Right. But there's. There's a level of realism in the two movies that, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I definitely um, connected.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, this was a gritty, real indie, you know, like, and even you were saying something about, like, the fact, Joe, that, like, this movie was, you know, felt like the just the, the look of it just mm-hmm. gave you guys, like, 90s, like, flashback feels, yeah. right? Both Early to mid 90s. Yeah.
2: Well, well, and, and um, I, I was looking at it through the lens of that's how old um uh vincent and i are, are about the same age and i'm about the same age as the whole clerks universe so it's like i grew up during in the same wavelength that they had so seeing this movie sort of put me in that mindset it's like oh this is it it, it brought me into that time period yeah and then all the
3: technology yeah. the, the cars the walkman you know mm-hmm. the music the music was good i like the music
1: Well, it's so funny because, you know, when people do that anyway, like if you make a movie today and you put in like a smartphone, right? And then in 20, 30 years, somebody watches that movie and they're like, we have phones that connect to our head now. Right. You know? we, we have like,
3: wearable technology. Yeah. Now, we
1: have, we you know,
2: our you shirts
3: know. or our phones and our, we everything. just, we
2: just <laughs>
1: push, we push our forehead and yeah, we can yeah. call somebody. Yeah. We you have know?
2: To, when we get an upgrade, it's it's, it's an implanted into our head already or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Something push, like that. You push your earlobe and that's how you, <laughs> you know, the people
1: look back at our stuff now in 2022 and be like, 2023, be like, uh,
2: and and the clothes was really of the time mm -hmm. Uh, the bag the baggy and and that's that's
3: the thing is like you know everything moves at a certain rate but it's never the same rate so Mm -hmm. technology changes like that fashions is a
2: little slower they come and go and return
3: things like architectural styles and Mm -hmm. decorations very very slow because nobody can afford to just upgrade every year so that's why you have a look that's in the 70s And you have clothes in the 80s, and you have technology in the 90s, all at the same time. You know.
1: You even said you saw her their house, and you were like, "Oh my God, that wallpaper, the pink toilet." that you saw you were like, "Oh my God." Vintage 60s. Yeah, they had the
2: the green and blue. um, tile bathrooms and stuff like that uh yeah the um some toilet paper on the wall and so it's it's just very interesting (laughs) how
3: you can have these different things all moving at different Mm -hmm. rates in time and how a movie will capture that and it's like a little a little you know jar of ember where everything is kind of caught forever you know exactly And
2: and when you see um when you've seen all the mo- a lot of the movies in that time period it, and um, seeing something else that comes from that mindset, it's like, it's like oh, it's kind of cool to bring you back into it, but yet it takes on a story of its own. Right,
3: because I, I guarantee you, if I were to show this to Lenore or if I were even to show this to uh, uh, my friend's daughter, Amber Leonard, who's just turning 18, they're going to look at this and they're going to see it very, very differently than we are. Because You might
1: not even like it. Um, you might not even like
3: it, but that, that world, they're going to look at it like, I don't recognize anything in that world.
1: You saw phones that, you know, were yeah, a- answering machines. And that's the big, big ass- one. Yeah.
2: yeah they, they had to flip over the, ca- the cassette almost right, inside. Right, <laughs> right.
3: Walkman, they're going at me like, what the hell's that thing?
2: And I think I think it was a cassette Walkman, too, because it, it stopped. Yeah, I, I thought I heard mm-hmm. the, stop, the stop thing trigger. But, yeah, watching it from a different time period, uh, seeing somebody that's of this generation now, seeing something that took place 25 years ago, they, they might not relate to it like we do because we lived that. The, the big, clunky, uh, uh, wireless phone with the long antenna, yeah. you still had to hang up, you know?
1: Still so had to hang up. I mean, it was... Uh, it in it, the
2: wired phone, gas. Yes. <laughs> it was
1: a time period yeah. that was definitely very captured. The clothing was very, you know, his sweater that he wore, you know, or whatever. At one point, you said they were they were wearing shorts the whole time, so I'm guessing jorts. 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 You know, yep. but a lot of it was like probably shot in the summer, so yeah. it was hot. Well, I know because, I know
2: Kevin Smith loves his jorts though. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so
1: there you go. But anyway, um, he
2: said so. I don't even.
1: Summer. I don't. I don't know Dude how wore much shorts throughout the whole movie too. Yeah. I don't know how much like. Kevin was involved. I think he was just EP. So yeah. I think he just a let everybody else just time, make yeah. it. He was probably
3: thing? busy doing his own stuff. Yeah, I just think wrote a check. And said if, here. if it was
2: made in '97, I guess is when
1: it was made. So yeah, that that's Clerk or Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. I get and the and feeling some probably, of that
3: was probably shot before, though. I, I don't know how much, but I get the feeling some of that was probably shot before Chasing yeah, Amy. Well, before '97 as well. Okay. I mean.
1: Maybe some of it might have been 96. I'm not sure the exact dates. I'm not uh, that <laughs> particular. Wow. Well, next time you talk to Vince after the. Yeah, know, we'll have to get him, says, him on our show. Get on the show. Yeah. You know, and he can talk about this. Um, but he was, uh, you know, I actually tried to interview him because he came out to LA and I met with Vincent and everything. And when I was out there, we were hanging out and we tried to do an interview. And for some reason, it just didn't like. Like I, my my uh, camera just kept messing up, so my mm. phone cut. So I was like, "Damn, we, we got like a pretty good interview, and then it just messed up." So I was like, "It's all right. We'll we'll get a good one where we are going to have the whole thing, and and you'll probably be there chatting with them. So he would love that." Um, but right now, you know, I was just really excited to ha- you know to do this, sh- uh, to do this one as the one back because a. There will probably be a lot of sneakers this season.
2: You think? You know,
1: right. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot last season. You, you,
2: um, the, the audience listening to this won't be able to see the evil the evil cackle that Paul just had that went with the cackle, the, the, the look. It's like, it's like, you yeah. You see
3: the difference there. This is the movie that Moody brings in to begin the season where I was bringing in Actium Maximus to bring in the season. He's, 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 he's,
2: he's trying to take it to the title, a better place. Yeah. Well. He is taking
1: it to a better
3: place. <laughs> I am.
1: But I'm also, you know, I mean, what, the, the fifth season, I think we start off with, like, um, uh, one of the – you know, um, my one of like Miami Connection or something like that. You know, and right. I just With, wanted to. Well, you're
2: talking like an Andy Sedaris film or something like that.
1: No, that's uh, no A- Miami Connection is like these. Uh, I don't know. What, I don't know how to describe it, but it was, <laughs> it, was it was like, like ninjas. And yeah, stuff. It, it was lesser than that. Yeah, it was lesser than that. But we did do a uh, Eddie Sedaris movie, too. We did a... Uh, uh, like guns or one, something. I, I, uh, Savage Beach?
2: Savage Beach. Savage Beach. Last season, I was like, so. I was like, that was around the time we like guns and stuff like that in the early 90s. Interestingly so. enough, Kate guns Phoenix likes both, yep. so. Yeah, nice. uh, it came out in the early, um uh, in my blockbuster days, I remember those hitting the store and there was a def- definitive audience for it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So,
1: so anyway, we um, but I wanted to do something this season Kind of made it a little bit, you know, give it a little bit of a better start because I know, uh, what is it, um, the 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 last season we had a lot of sneakers and we're gonna have a lot this year because we have we're gonna have a interesting year this year. Especially with this extra season. episodes, we have extra like we've got twelve extra mm-hmm. episodes already coming out. And you're going to be one of the special guests. We're going to have special guests call in. Or not call in, but do the show as well. And so it's just going to be an interesting year. And I was like, yeah, let's start off with a nice one. Especially one with Joe coming back and, and doing uh, the episode that uh, we were supposed to do originally still
2: trying to make amends for a couple of those um what the fuck fridays and different ones that I've had. Hey you walked <laughs> in <laughs> on Magic Lezard. You walked in on that one. That's that right. was your fault. But 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 I I did I did make jokes after the first few few films that I watched and I was like I was like, oh I'm not watching anything that bad then um, um mm. that changed. Heat, <laughs> a bingo. <laughs> oh. Well
1: second season we were very nice to you and then uh, and then the we, later came we were, off. The, in the fifth season, we were like, "Yeah, let's not be nice to Joe anymore. <laughs> you know, Joe Joe can get it because because yeah. uh, you know we have to do it to everybody. Yeah. Jen's gotten no worse you know than you everybody
2: know. else. Well, I, I think sometimes the uh, the ratings it's like, can you top something at the at the worst level of, of and then sometimes it's like maybe something on the better level. And I think it, the the bad ones are the ones that are stuck right in the middle that you just sort of eh the forgettable <laughs> ones. It's like, oh whatever." type of things but this will this will this was a really good memorable type of experience yeah
1: it was a it was a different kind of thing there was uh there was some violence um you know not a lot but my my one of my favorite shots in the whole movie is the scene where they where uh, ryan is fighting um uh the the, uh, todd and he takes todd's head and smashes it into the uh uh i forgot what that uh the, the bench the, yeah the bench and the, the bench room. and then knocks him out and the blood comes like crashing down and everything and he's like you know his all faces all fucked up and everything that was a pretty intense scene you know and everything but that was my favorite because the blood looked good i mean when he did it that looked literally yeah, like he shoved him it, into that thing
0: there
3: was like a like a three or four second delay before the blood came out mm-hmm. kind of like very
2: realistic. Yeah. The way they shot it and along with the cuts it, it seemed very real that it, it was actually done they didn't cut and away. And, I liked yeah.
3: the point that you made where um, you said obviously he likes his Terrence Malick films because of the the shots of the trees that he would put in there as a sort of way to sort of break up the the, the violence and break up the tension. Was used to sort of to sort of dress the scenes and everything. I
2: mean, it has got a very Badlands feel yeah. to it, mm. I think. And, I mean, I think it relates with the title. I mean, because uh, the nature and it's just like you just hearing the wind going through the nice trees and stuff like that. That is a better place. It's like a very relaxing type of thing. And in a way,
3: this is like a weird version of Badlands if you kind think of. about it. Because uh, you know, uh, what's his name? I, Barrett is kind of like the sissy spacehead character, <laughs> a little more innocent, a little nicer. You know, and then Kelly is more of the you know the, uh, the uh, Sheen
1: uh, Martin, yeah, Martin Sheen yeah Martin
3: Sheen's crazy character with the gun and everything and
1: exactly. And you were funny because you mentioned you thought I didn't like Terrence Malick. Um, That's what I thought because
2: I thought it was too be too slow for you.
1: Um, uh, Badlands is not like no, Badlands, well, Badlands is really
2: like, Badlands is cut kind of short. It's not a long uh, film. From and it's what not I long. And as it gets right to the it gets right to it. Um, some of the other Terrence Malick yeah, stuff a little, can be a little bit longer. Bit of his
1: other yeah. ones. I mean, like. Tree of Life is beautiful looking, like absolutely like. But I don't like movies where there's not a lot of talking. That's probably why I like Kevin Smith, you
2: know. And that movie has more visuals than it does dialogue. Um, Yeah, yeah, most of them do. Well, a friend of mine, when when we saw Thin Red Line, uh, he he quoted when he came out because he he likes ones that that there's a lot of talking and stuff like that. Thin Red Line didn't have that as much. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he came out and he's like, but they were quoting doing like poetry. He's like he's like I called it nationally. Geographics warrior poets. He didn't call it thin red line. So it's, when he walked out, I was like, I was like, well, there's no hope in talking with him on this because it's it's just a different yeah. He's take. very much the opposite of say
3: you know uh, who's the guy who did like uh, uh, oh, uh, God, what's
2: the movie? Um, you know, like the Transformer movie. Oh, Michael, oh, Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah, he's the opposite of Michael yeah. Bay. Right. He let he lets. Um, malik lets stuff breathe the, the, the scenes breathe and stuff like that versus the mtv-ish cuts and stuff like that, that and
1: he's also a big fan of like michael cimino like uh what is it uh um what's the deer hunter, deer hunter mm-hmm. and uh there's a lot of great woods scenes in deer yeah. hunter uh but uh he, his like favorite movie i believe is like heaven's gate which Another i mean is film. a beautiful like beautifully shot like they really did a great job with that um, with with the look of that film, it's just unfortunately that, yeah, that it, movie was like, one of the biggest
2: disasters. Didn't it, didn't it take the studio down or something like that?
3: Well, it it had to get. I mean, a lot of that stuff had to be reshot and. Mm-hmm. You know they clean that up a lot. You, you guys understand the version that you see now is not the version. The that Criterion came out in the, version. Yeah, not the one that came out in the theater. Yeah. Nobody could see anything because of all the dust and the the,
2: the sand blowing around. Is that, is that you have a Criterion version of that? Yeah, he, I have. Yeah, it. he does. It. Oh, if that has not been done on Criterion Watch, I might have to. Not be yet. Some mm-hmm. someday, some way. Um, down I'm down
1: actually way. saving it if I can get Vincent on. You know,
2: cause, yeah, I we mean, we are yeah. bringing Criterion Watch back. We are
1: bringing that back. That or that should already be back by the time that this uh, episode comes out. So look that, for might, that. That
2: might be one for the future. I got a couple yeah. ready.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, and maybe us three and Vincent if Vincent will come on, because I want he knows he's like a historian on that too. Um, once again, also if I can get another Kevin Smith movie thing going or whatever, you know, because um, he knows way more than I do, um, about that. Tosca. <clears throat> um Tusk yeah I don't I don't know if you know much about Tusk or not because yeah. I don't know if he was you know a part of that but I know in the like, if we did like Dogma you know or something um
2: well, dog, but, dogma rules. Why yeah, dogma, dogma rules, rules was on the
1: <laughs> was listed on that thing there. I and I was, was very glad
3: cool. to see that the graffiti that was on the endicott period batters was chalk, and that they got to wipe it off. So they put it on for the film, and then they they cleaned it off. Yeah. so that was nice.
1: Yeah, it was nice. Well, that, yeah, that, I'm, that I'm that sure the, you were going crazy. Yes, good. I was. I did. You did not like that, did you? <laughs> No, Uh which is funny because you said you've got those. Yeah, around we've here. got
3: them here, and we get tagged every now and again, and it drives me crazy.
1: And it's like, these are usually spray paint or yeah, something, I'm exactly. sure, and oh. that's worse. That's awful. But uh, here, you know, this was chalk, and he was even saying this can be wiped off, you know, or washed off, you know, whatever, no problem. And, and they
2: wiped off some of it during the one scene. They should,
1: yeah. yeah, well, and and you know, that was actually one of my favorite little little shots because that was them right then and there. um, Bonding, mm-hmm. and basically Barrett was doing his best to make uh, Ryan, uh, you know, or kind of a something. better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but he just, you know, what I like about this movie is it shows sort of like that sometimes you just can't save people. You know, there's some people that you can try.
3: And there are times also when you need to walk the hell away because that was my thing about him. is like Barrett's like, why are you sticking with this guy? He's just gonna kill somebody. He's gonna kill himself. It's just it's not gonna end well. And he doesn't. Just leave. Just walk away. And because he doesn't, that's why he ends up whatever it is that he ends up, you know, putting a gun to his mouth and trying to shoot. And then there's no bullets left.
1: There's no bullets because, yeah, because he, uh, we we even saw that. Like it said, six, you know, there's six bullets. He said there's six bullets left in this gun. And then we heard every single one. We were counting, and yeah. Thank they, you
3: for continuity. I yes, appreciate
1: that. Yes. Whoever did the continuity in this movie, there I don't think there was any continuity issues, was there? Mm-mm, no. I don't think there was really any.
2: Nothing glaring on on a first viewing. No. No, and. And
3: overall, you know, production looked good for you know being a low budget film. There were a few blurry moments, but other than that, you know, it looked good. Um, there were a couple of scenes that the lighting wasn't so great, but. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. It didn't really affect it overall. And maybe those
1: and we, scenes, because we did talk about that it was, uh, you know, it was dark in those scenes, but maybe that's really what the the effect he wanted and it's, it was.
3: And it felt like um, they shot at a lot of different places. It, yeah. it seemed like every scene that they were supposed to be a bathroom scene or a, a bedroom scene or something, or a kitchen scene, it was always very, very different. So it seemed like they kind of shot wherever they
2: could, and... There could have been continuity stuff there, possibly. Maybe but,
3: yeah, that that yeah. kind of stuff doesn't bother me so much, but I do notice it. Um, right, you know, yeah, can't um, help
2: it. I I wish that, um, and I know with the smaller budget they have, and this being shot in the '90s, so they had less. I mean, uh, cost money for the film and stuff like that. They probably couldn't really do it with time, but I wish they would sometimes had different multiple shots to where they could have some close ups on them. Sometimes like some of those Mm. walking shots, it was kind of trailing and it was like I'd like to have some close up expressions and stuff like that. And I thought that brought brought it down a little bit. But I think some that could have been the limits of the production. It's uh,
3: it's harder to do that as an indie for budgetary reasons. And also because, you know, you're shooting wherever you can and that usually means somebody else's house, which Mm -hmm. you don't have 24 hour access to so a movie like The Shining where they're going to the bedrooms it's always going to be the same Mm -hmm. so your brain recognizes that it's the bedroom and you don't even have to think about it it's just there whereas a movie like this it's four different places Mm -hmm. it's because they had to probably because they didn't have access to that because it's not a set they were yeah. using real people's homes and I, think yeah. the, I think the budget should, might have where you lit, when you yeah. can where you
2: can um, but with the dramatic story that they had I wish they could have had a little bit more close ups a few times but um, uh, I understand why
1: now I like I like that most of it takes place outside you know too like, it was probably we get to, wise it was wise and it also looked great like he was talking about there was some cool you know he was like I thought you uh, I, I thought you hated uh the world or whatever and he said you know i hate the people in the world i don't hate the places Mm -hmm. you know right and he was describing like you know there's some cool places Mm -hmm. and that was when we saw the uh area that got uh that was called Indicat period batteries yes exactly and they were walking through all of those and i thought that was cool there was a lot of beach areas um the only problem i have with the beach areas is sometimes the the you could hear the sound of the waves, which was great, but yeah. it would take up somebody's line yeah, or it, something. Yeah, it, it overwhelmed
2: the sound of the dialogue. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, which, well, I mean, mm-hmm. nothing to do with them. It's just yeah. our, our area can only go up to, like, our sound can only go up to, like, a certain amount, and then, you
2: know. Yeah,
3: and that's, you know, I don't know if they could have ADR'd that later on or not,
2: um, but I
3: understand why you'd shoot there.
2: Yeah, yeah but, exactly. But, but they got to shoot in a lot of different areas too, outside, um, uh, uh, the outside the school, obviously. Um, the, inside the school. The inside which, the school, which was pretty um, cool. They, like, and they actually don't...
3: had a school. They weren't using something else as a school, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, whatever, they had, the,
2: like they had uh, the lockers in the in the, um, in the gym and the. Um, uh, the like, gym room and stuff like that. Suburban Sasquatch. Suburban Sasquatch. Nah, yeah. Nah. If
1: you have seen Suburban Sasquatch, is like nah. scenes where the school was obviously not a school. It mm. was or no, actually they were using was it a, a police. Police areas, but they were using it at a school or whatever, and yeah. you could
2: tell it was yeah. somebody's yeah. And, um, principal's office. Uh, they had the one shot with the um, uh, the train when the train was passing, and they were behind it. I felt train spotting there. Now this was shot right about the time train spotting came out, so it might it might be an homage to it, but it might have been actually shot before it. So, um, but train spotting's is being one of my favorite films. So yeah, uh, that, that I I, I like that. They were supposed
1: to jump on the train, but apparently. Uh, because both of them are there, they get caught and get thrown off. We don't see that part, well, yeah, which we don't need to. I mean, you know, it's, that would have
3: been a stunt-heavy thing that would have been kind of dangerous. Yeah, either. you're not and, gonna see that.
1: So, you know, and, and when it's an independent film like that, you just cut away
2: to them saying. Same that. Same thing stuff. with
3: the scuffle. I mean, you can you can show that. It's just you yeah. don't necessarily have the, to the, see that. The
2: the scuffle at the um, when they were outside the Gremlin car. And, um, and, and Ryan got beat up. they cut that a little less physical than I thought they would because the other angle the other fights and the other gunshot when it he, when he gets shot in the back of the head, some of that stuff was done really well with the cutting it seemed really um, accurate. It wasn't like cutaways and stuff like that to make it, make it seem like it was weakly done or anything. So I, I was really impressed with that. Overall. I'm actually
3: surprised he didn't make Kelly more of an emo type person because that's how he kind of sort of came off. Who? Uh, the was it Kelly? Wasn't his name?
1: Uh,
2: Ryan, Ryan or Ryan? Yeah, Bear. Ryan. That's what I
1: meant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you know, Ryan was just more just antisocial and dangerous. Because, you know,
3: that would have been the period, you know. And then
1: we sort of found out, and, you know, but you have to think about it. Vincent Pereira hadn't been in school for like five years or something, or six years, something like that. Whatever it was, because he had graduated I think probably before clerks got made, you know, or whatever and and whatnot. So he, he hadn't really My been in here. high school for a little yeah. bit. I mean, he didn't know what I mean, I, I don't know if emo kids were around in like the early '90s like that. You know, it's not the same. It would have been just
3: after
2: early. Yeah, 90s. I don't. I don't think with Ryan's character, he really cared because he was just sort of disillusioned with the, the people in general, and I mean, the product of situation he was his parents were killed and he was with his aunt who he saw all his parents yeah like dead um, and, you know? and he see and, and he said he was well read <laughs> yeah, he He's, went up and, yeah. and smeared their blood all i over knew his that face. that bothered you
1: that bothered me yeah. that
3: nobody's gonna do that come on
1: yeah but it didn't bother
3: dramatic
2: i get it for a dramatic thing but still yeah but um, uh, he seemed well-read because he told um, Barrett that he, w- he read all those books that was there. So he was trying to find his, himself, find his place, and, and it's just he was finding, trying this, to find a better place. Who's this you know? Seder guy? Jean-Paul Sartre. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what makes this so good is that a better place fits on so many different levels. It's like both Barrett and Ryan are trying to find a better place, as, as a lot of the kids were, really. I mean, in their own ways. And was the better place fi- um, in death? Um, or or what was a, a better place? So I think on multiple yeah. levels, it kind of. And
3: then the nice. other thing that, that pops out a lot in this film is just misplaced blame. You know, like you know, he's blaming God for what happened. We had nothing to do with it. It was this freaking dumbass father who ends up killing thing. And then the the aunt blames him mm-hmm. when clearly he's a victim. Why the hell would she do that? She should freaking know better.
1: Because, uh, no, but the only reason I think that she blamed uh, she blamed uh, Ryan was because Ryan was the, you know, like she had to, I mean, and we've talked about this. You said that basically she could have kicked him out. She However, I think as the, the aunt, she didn't want to kick him out. Even though she didn't like him, you know, there's problems. And she thought that he was. Pee in my
3: bath. I'd be kicking your ass out.
1: And we never saw her actually find, find the thing. So, I mean, I, I would, I'd love to have seen her expression when she walked in there and she saw, like, there was pee in her
2: fucking bathtub. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see if some of those deleted scenes had anything in there. Because that'd be from a, a, a funny comedic side of it. But I think with the story, it's probably, it's probably good they didn't cut that I, shot, I have
3: to say, I was a little confused towards the beginning because we're following the one character, but we're cutting back to the other character. And they haven't met yet. So I was a little thrown off by that. And so that's, I remember, and I was like, wait, why, who's this guy? Remember? And then, then
1: yeah, there were two different people. Right. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I could, I could tell, I guess, which, them apart. I could tell that there was two different stories going on at that particular moment. There's two different, because, you know, we saw the uh, aunt and we saw... Um, we saw Dennis Pepper, you okay. know, for the first especially time.
3: since you know there is the voiceover beginning, and it's the one character, and we're following him. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this other character. Yeah. And I was like, Is this the same guy? He looks nope. different. Wait, yep. what's going on? Yeah. And I, th- I
2: think some of that might be just um, fine tuning with experience, um, and maybe the next film that Vincent does, it'd be a little bit more cut and dry. To your point. Um, sure. You know. Sure.
3: I mean, this was his first film, right? And, and right. That,
2: that's that's something to be said too that this is somebody's first film. As, as a director, a writer, and stuff, that he did yeah, something he, of this quality.
1: Yeah, I, I thought he, like, for a first film anyway, like... Sure. Um, I mean, it, once again, this was very different than Clerks. This was not Clerks. This was not... Uh, and, that, and that's
2: a great thing, I e- think.
1: Yeah, uh, this was definitely different. It had uh, more locations. Even I think even in the introduction, Kevin talks about how they go outside, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, my movies, they stay inside in one location. He goes outside different multiple locations, you know, right? And I think, you know, it it was sort of his thing was he didn't want to be the friend yeah. of Kevin Smith's yeah. who made this movie. He wanted to be sure. the guy who made a movie that had something to say, and I mean, it he, did.
2: He, he could have done a Clerks ripoff, and, and and it would have been just what it was, but it's like... You try to it, ride it, the coattails. Exactly, not, and, and there's nothing wrong with Clerks at all, because you know, I love the film completely, but seeing this is a totally different departure, and it's that and there's a something to be said here. And there was others that came out, some which were, I mean, Slack, you could look at
3: Slackers and say that that was... Mm. Slacker? yeah
1: slacker was actually came out before clerks and was the basis for clerks oh, okay. because uh interestingly enough from what i've understood vincent and kevin uh, vincent said hey have you ever been to the angelica uh theater or whatever the one of the theaters in uh new york and he was like no i've never been there so they went to there to watch slacker that was the first movie that okay. they went well, to what see was the
3: waiter movie then the the one where there the, are the waiters waiting? Oh, waiting waiting yeah that was like that, that was that was, was two thousand and five yeah that was later yeah. Yeah.
1: but that was people call that like uh, clerks in a restaurant you mm-hmm. know or whatever which originally there was supposed to be a clerks in a restaurant movie if I'm correct called busing mm-hmm. that would have been after uh, after clerks that they were gonna do in fact they'd done like pictures of like you know it's gonna be in black and white it's gonna be but gonna be whatever but I'm glad they never did that. They ended yeah. up doing Clerks Two inside a fast food restaurant, mm. so they did get their movies. little thing. And by, and by the
2: time this comes out, Clerks Three will be seen and everything. I
1: mean, sorry, yeah, it's already helps. out. It's all, I, mean, it's I guess coming, in different places. Yeah, in different or places, something?
2: but not here. But, but, but Clerks, Actually, well, it will be on yeah, uh, September weeks. 11th. Yeah. Yay! You know. Yeah, but um, uh, the first Clerks, it it's perfect in me because it, I was working the video store exactly when it came out, and it was it hit so close to home, and that's uh, where. Yeah, love is Kevin Smith stuff came from
1: right. I mean, I saw Mallrats. Mallrats was the first one I had ever seen of
2: Kevin's. And Were then, you a mall rat at that time?
1: I know I hated the mall. <laughs> I honestly yeah. hated the mall. I didn't like walking around malls. I. I'd rather be playing video games or watching movies. Uh, Were you the
3: guy that was going through the eggs looking f- and, you know, was crushing the eggs against the egg?
1: <laughs> I might become that guy now. That's yeah, funny. You now know?
3: especially since uh the whole egg thing with uh, John
2: Waters. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think that was I think that a lot of like John Waters was a little bit of an influence to
2: or, or or would you be the guy that lose that gets his keys taken from in clerks and and in this one he and gets then, he gets beaten and by hit by a rock and Or the
3: Chuley's guy. It would have been great to see the Chuley guy pop up in in, the, in this film that would have been
1: fun he did pop up all uh, the actor uh, scott schiaffo popped up in Boulder. yeah um so mm-hmm. it was it was pretty neat to see those movies you haven't seen Boulder yeah, yeah, yet but i don't I, know if you like it I, <laughs> pretty, I, pretty...
3: I like that whole little extended universe of the view universe and i i put this in there and i love the little threads that connect all of these films together. And I and I asked you that I, I was wondered if there were any characters that actually were crossing over into this, but it's it didn't did really not happen.
1: did not happen. I don't think she
2: says it's it's all Jersey, you know what I yeah. mean? So you can do that. That was the character. It would have been cool that if that was the character was the the area, maybe. Yeah.
1: If maybe Clerk's yeah. four, Kevin Smith puts Dennis Pepper as a character. That would you be know? funny like brings him back. Um Or if he shows up in three. I don't like. I don't think so. But you never know because there's a lot of people coming back. up. That guy's got to be. Interestingly enough, or so Vincent now. is in part three
2: as hot goalie.
1: Nice. Oh, yeah. so
2: he's returning to his goalie day or hockey days. Yeah. Well, Just, I don't know he he was in the first one. He's was one he? Was he
1: a hockey player yeah. in the first mm-hmm. one? Okay, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's returning as hot goalie. I guess you know. So there you go. That's at least what he uh, he's called, and I don't
2: know if it's what he's called in the movie, but you know that's what he's going by. So. So we're we're talking all this stuff about Clerks three, and by the time this comes out, it will we'll have so much more to say about Clerks three. Probably. Yeah. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. Hopefully, I,
1: we'll as we have seen it
2: by. Yeah, because hopefully but. it fits up with the other two. Um, I. At uh, to some level, cause I love the second one as I'll well. I'll watch it no matter what. I, I
1: watched Jane mm-hmm. and Silent Bob reboot, and I uh, I think it's okay, but yeah. it it, you know it it didn't have the same feel as the original Jane Saw Bob Strike Back
3: well I can see why because I thought about you know it would have been interesting if Kevin Smith made like a little mini cameo or something but I can see now why he and probably Jason Mewes wouldn't be in there just because I think they would have overwhelmed the film because they were too famous at this point
2: yeah and and, and they're kind of funny and, and and I don't know if they would have fit the tone of what they're trying and to do yeah, with.
3: and I think it would have probably would have been wise that that he just didn't have them in there just because it would have been overwhelming. It would have overwhelmed his film too. Much.
1: Well, and we so we're mentioning vulgar mm-hmm. earlier. vulgar had uh, Ethan Splee in it too, and everything, and uh, and and. She, I don't think Jason was in it um, I don't at remember. all. Jason Lee was in it. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so, but he was in this. Well just this, and he was in uh, drawing flies, and he has it, like really with Carmen uh, Lee, uh, his wife. So uh, he, he that's another movie. Unfortunately, it's short. So if we do do it sometime, it I don't know if it'd be a short film. Probably not. We'll have to use it as a feature, call it a feature. But it's a uh, it's a good one too. It's just uh, a different. You know, it's a Canadian, you know, movie uh, done by Malcolm Ingram, um, who we did do "Tail Tail Light Bades," which mm-hmm. you know, um, but that's not really part of the Bioskew world or whatever or what they call um, it now. What the isn't
2: it different? Oh, like, Smako, yeah, Smako is
1: what his newest stuff is because it's like the podcast stuff mm-hmm. that he, yeah. he did and and he's you know and hey look, he's doing really good in the podcasting world and. Um, Vincent's been on their podcast a bunch of times talking about the different stuff,
2: because rem- he remembers all that stuff. You know? well, I'd be interested to hear what he has to say on just topics in general, because from what I'm hearing, him being a historian, and what he did in this um, with this film and anything he does in the future, He's got a, a definite voice of something to say, and he is working on stuff now. Yeah, right?
1: he's got uh, he's got a movie uh, called The Back Scratcher. He is uh, working on. I don't know where it'll be by the time January comes around. Hopefully, he'll be closer to getting it done and getting it made and <laughs> Who? everything. The Backscratcher, What could that be? It's a horror film. Mm, interesting. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. I've actually might have read it. Oh, so I know a little bit, but I can't okay. say anything. Is there a cow in it. There is...
3: Not, he's not allowed to talk about no, it. No, I can't
1: talk about it. Okay. I see Sorry. I'll, I'll have to wait. You'll have to wait, you know, like everybody else. Mm. Um, but I, I will say it was a very good script. So cool. I, and um, it's it's definitely different than this movie, but... Dark, though? Dark, yeah. Uh, and, you mm. know, he's really good at that. He, uh, Vincent has been in the
2: works of doing stuff for a long time. I like so, Darks and
1: Gritty. Yeah. Well, and I, gritty I know
2: um, I... I own a lot of movies, and I some of the stuff we've seen, I've seen on some of these, I wouldn't necessarily seek out to buy. But this is definitely one Gamebox 1.0, though. You yeah, would. that's that. One. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but I think that it, um, you said something about a Blu-ray of this. Um, I think that this might be a a, a purchase movie that down the you'd road. want out of Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully,
1: yes. this will be out on Blu-ray this year, uh, two thousand twenty-three. Uh, but we'll see. Is um, that
3: going to be an Amazon thing, or is that going to be you have to get from from no that'll be
1: like that'll be a distributed thing okay, you good. know so i um, mean yeah. it's just it's just a matter i don't know he keeps saying it and then he keeps saying oh you should wait t- showing it till i get the blu-ray and i was like when's that coming you <laughs> know like right. come on let's get this going so we can so i'm like "I'm well, just at least do at least you
3: got a, a working a DVD. dvd copy of yeah, it. yeah
1: that's fucking you know terrible that it didn't work on the, the last time but you know, whatever. And you were it scared because
3: we did get it to skip for like like half a second. You were like, oh.
1: "Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah!" It skipped for a second there I, when we were watching. I was like, "Oh god, please don't do this to me," because I I watched it at home for a little bit. You know, I kind of made sure got through a whole bunch of the stuff, and it was working. And I was like, "All right, all right, this well, should be good." How, how, um, so, when was the first time you saw this? Um, it's it's gotta be before two thousand and one. Because that 2001 was when I shot, was it 2000? yeah, it was about 2001. So when I shot my first um, short film that I ever shot, really, you know, yeah. called Outcast. And it was basically, you know, so, kind of my homage to this. It was about a kid getting bullied and then goes and gets a gun and shoots somebody. And then uh, Andy Milanakis back then, I don't know if you know who he was, but he was a uh, he hosted the film for the first time, so, you know, whatever, and he was a part of, uh, Angry Naked Pat, which was a part of a company that, uh, Brian Lynch worked on and stuff, and was part of the stuff that he did.
2: So you saw this, uh, about the time, so you saw with an eye of, in somewhat current, uh, current status of the time period. Um, yeah, uh, when saw it yeah for the first I think time. It you came weren't, out in like 2001. Yeah, you weren't like us. Um, 20 years removed from the time period, 20 some years removed. So, so no. you saw it then, and I'm sure you've seen it a couple times since Oh, yeah. Then, so. And
1: in fact, I used to work at a video store, and I think I've mentioned this to you guys, but I'm going to mention it here. I used to work at a video store, and the, the guy who runs it, who ran it at the time, Ken, uh, I told them you should check this movie out and everything, and as the good guy that Ken he, is, yeah, and Ken, <laughs> Ken, you know Ken, yeah. you've met him a few times or whatever. Mm-hmm. He uh, he checked it out, said it was a great movie, and uh, bought a couple copies for the store. Just you know, so I I wanted uh, you know the store to to help. Um, Vincent and View Askew out because I actually thought it was a really well done movie, but it wasn't something that was getting, you know, going into the stores. You Are know? you
3: saying you wouldn't have told Ken to get a
2: copy of Actium Maximus?
1: Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Man. This one, this
2: one I definitely did. Well, you can always get it just to give it uh, Actium Maximus or one of those type of movies for the. The customers, the video stores, that just were just brutally or, mean or ugly to you. Be like, I did You want Darn a recommendation? To the blood llama or
1: or any Chris Seaver film? I never asked. I just oh, asked wow. for this because this was I thought something that could sell. Wow, you know, not even Chris Seaver. You know, rent out, and yeah, this movie actually did rent pretty well. So from what I remember, you know, That's so good. you know, it was definitely worth it, and um, I I owned my own copy. Apparently, it's. It's da- it was damaged, so I had to buy a new one, and, and you very happy. A, and
2: then you'll get another one when it comes out on blue.
1: Yep, I'll definitely, I'll definitely upgrade it to Blu-ray and and whatnot. Um, I think this definitely deserves a Blu-ray treatment. I mean, Vincent knows so much about film, so I guarantee you the aspect ratio and all the other things that you know go into it. Um, he used to actually work with a lot of um other companies and helping them with the Dario Argento like he's a fan of Dario Argento which this doesn't feel like an Argento no, film you know no. which is good oh, yeah. because you don't want really you know somebody to he's not Quentin Tarantino he's Vincent Pereira he's gonna do his own movie and I thought that this was you know first first film you know
3: it's funny you mention that because I brought an Argento movie with me today
1: okay. <laughs> well there you go uh, so anyway, uh, I guess that's about it that we can uh, discuss. Is there anything else? I know the music was great. Yeah. The music was cool. That. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they had its own soundtrack. I used to actually, I still own the soundtrack. So it's a great soundtrack. Um, the, yeah, everything everything was top notch, I think. Editing, He, Vincent was the editor. Mm. You know, did a great job editing. The acting was good. Uh, acting was great. Um, the... There were a
3: few a few moments there where I thought it could have used one or two new takes, but overall, I'd yeah. say it was good.
2: Yeah, and I and I said earlier about. I wish sometimes there was um, a few extra shots of um, during the scenes they could uh, they could cut to different expressions and in re- reactions and mm-hmm. stuff like that because that the dramatic element seeing some close ups would have been really good on a few of the scenes. Yeah, I, again, um, indie. But but yeah, indie, indie. The the constraints of indie sometimes, uh,
1: especially when you're shooting on film mm-hmm. and this yeah. was shot. Yeah, on yeah, film. exactly. Right. So you have to get things done, and you can't go back and look at it, and then. You know, there was one shot that was a little blurry, you know. I even kind of warned you guys ahead yeah. of time. But it was, uh, I mean, just, they couldn't do anything. Yeah. Like, when the movie comes out, it, it's indie. You can't yeah. go, Kevin, can you give us some more yeah, money so we can go back to the school it's and
3: a shoot? Different, different animal yeah. entirely, shooting on film versus yeah. video and I, and, or HD.
2: And I remember that was late 90s when um uh, me and some other friends shot our short film, and, and the delicate nature of getting the, the film. Um, the flock yeah the flock yeah. when we worked on getting that um, uh, there was a lot of constraints and yeah once it's done it's done you can't go back and redo you know and that was um,
1: obviously a really good short I really yeah, like that one um, um, We might do that um, eventually on short film Saturday because I think you would like it it's John Regan's um, short yeah. film oh cool yeah you know um, yeah. but it, yeah this movie was wonderful I loved it I had a fun time mm-hmm. re-watching it. It's one of those movies I've seen over and over and yeah. over again. Uh, because it's just an easy watch, you know. Like there's things that a little dark, but like you know, things that make you question your mo- uh, question yourself. Like just I know you were saying he, you know, complaining about the uh, God. You know, it's not God's fault, but you know, it. That's that's uh, Ryan for you. That's how Ryan is. Ryan's gonna say there is no God, and Barrett's like the other guy who's trying to trying to talk him out of stuff and really can't can't he. He has no answers yeah. for anything. And like. I think
2: Ryan was just trying to find himself, uh, and unfortunately, he was down such a dark hole that um, uh, a couple things triggered it, and um, it just it, it just spiraled basically yeah. here. So, so and Barrett made that comment at the end that um, maybe I, I sent him off to a better place. Yeah. Um, I know it keeps coming back to the title, and I think that's what's really good is like I said earlier, it plays on multiple.
1: Well, levels. the original title was "Happy World of Bunnies," ah. which. Great line in the movie, but it would not have worked for the title.
2: Mm. Um, I think it would have, uh, you know. That, that's like a funny, like, ha-ha title, and it's like, this is anything. Although, that. we
3: did see a movie called Happy Bunnies, remember? Yeah,
1: the Happy Bunnies or whatever, yeah. which I think maybe got it from this movie. And it, wor- it totally worked yeah. in
2: that case because it was the, the complete opposite. Of this movie, yeah. yeah it was yeah. like. So. But I, I, I'm, I'm interested in um, watching it again and listening to some commentary from Vincent because I'm sure that the stuff, yeah, the stuff, the stuff about the shots, how, how, we, how a couple of the shots was was darker, the, the, the film issues that, that they could have possibly had, he probably kicked himself. At the, he's the historian that he is like, oh, man, I wish I would have gotten that better. But oh, yeah. the constraints of the time. Oh, uh, yeah. and, 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 I, and
3: I'm sure he's not shooting his new movie on Film. I'm sure he's gonna. I be,
2: don't know. Uh, I
1: don't know. So he, much easier to not. It's so much easier not to, but he is. You know, he's really, he's really into film. You know, mm. so maybe. I doubt it though. I think that's I mean, you, you gonna. Can, I, I think if.
3: I mean, I'm really into film. I would love to be able to shoot a movie in film, but
2: uh, from a practical stand yeah. side, you have to. Do yeah, digital. unless you you got to the, do what yeah. you. Yeah, unless you got the budget to do it. Other. To do it on film, right? I mean, you can make it look like film. I know it's still not going to be film, yeah. but um, it's a luxury these yeah. days—not yeah. not a necessity.
1: And there was like, uh, there was a show. Uh, was the Project Greenlight? And they, the dude, fought so hard to shoot yeah. his movie on film. Jason Mann, he fought so hard because he even knows, like, you know, can can digital do this and this and this? And they're like, no. You can't go in and change these certain things. And the thing is, a film person's going to notice the difference between a film and a, and a HD. Oh, yeah. it looks normal very different. normal audience that's going to watch the movie isn't going to be like, man, this this is, you know, like, I wish this was shot on film. People are just going to look at it and go, it's a movie, and it whatever. So this movie, if they could have shot on digital, you know, I bet he would have, uh, maybe. But maybe not because he wanted to shoot on film, and he got to shoot on film.
3: Well, and sometimes you want to be able to show people what you can do on film. Just like I said, these days it doesn't really matter anymore. It's, it's well,
1: all. when you the red and some of the other cameras do look amazing, do make everything look amazing. They make it pop up. Um, the shots with the, the, you know, with the trees and other things. I don't think that would have looked good on HD as well as it did on film, you know. Yeah. I mean, my my personal yeah. opinion. And, and
2: one of the other benefits now of shooting with um, like the Red and stuff like that is you get like we did when we when we shot the stuff is that we get to look at the stuff and we can tweak stuff and say, "Hey, there's something Like can can go that back and do you shoot? Yeah. Yeah, so, this, so there is the instantaneous benefits, but the, If
1: something's blurry, you go back and you say, yeah, you "Hey, you can fix things in yeah. post easily." Or, or even right on the spot, yeah. right there, you mm-hmm. know, you... Joe just goes, oh, look, this is blurry. And I go, oh, shit, let's go get this shot again. You can add lights. You know? I mean, yeah, you can exactly. do all kinds
2: of stuff. It's yeah. just And that's stuff that we saw a couple times. It was like, okay, yeah, we got we got to reset the lighting here because it's a little bit dark on the side. Right, from a
3: practical light. standpoint, mm-hmm. you
2: got to do digital. Yeah. But
3: I completely understand a love of film. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a 35-millimeter photographer. That's how I started off doing yep. this stuff. So I get it. Believe me, I get it. And I would love to be able to do that, but... From a practical standpoint, especially if you're making a film and you're responsible for keeping on budget
2: and for doing all that, yeah, you, you, digital's the way to go. Yeah, exactly. when we, when we, yeah, when we shot The Flock, most of our budget basically uh, was the film. Until, <laughs> until, the camera. until you get
3: to a point where you've got enough money that you can take your time and do the, the film
2: thing right. You know what I mean? Isn't that what Nolan does now, I think, doesn't he? Uh, Just
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's talk- right. anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going off topic. Let's. Uh, yeah,
1: Let's what, talk, uh, yeah. I guess I guess we're down to the end. Yeah, right? well,
2: I think um, being the first episode of the season, you'll probably go over the scale. like Stinkometer. Music, the stinkometer. And That's right. That's set, where set, we set the s- groundwork for the well, season. Well, we do that every, we every episode. We score just in case. our
3: movies on a score of 1 to 10, where the higher the number is, the stinkier the film is. And the lesser the score, the better the film is. Um, We love our Stinky Movies, so that doesn't mean that we hate it if we give it a high score. It just means there were a lot of problems with it. And then we total up the three scores, and then we uh, see where it fits
1: in the letter of Stink. And this is honestly, Indie Film Cafe is different from like Red Letter Media or a lot of these Ones that just concentrate on the stinky movies and everything. We also want to show you good movies from time to time. Ones that I feel like people should watch or or whatnot, and uh, give our ratings on yeah. that. So with that being said, well, the, who wants you, so, to go so, first? So,
2: so Wait, like the, the, so the dreaded areas you don't want to be in that four to six area because the dreaded area because that's that's the ones that are. No, the, you don't want to be in that five and six area. Yeah, the five six because it's like it's not memorable as being kind good of. or bad. It's just sort of. Meh, it, it's it, yeah, meh. It's what it is. Yeah. yeah,
1: kind of. It's halfway through, so sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's okay to be yeah. halfway through.
2: Sometimes, if you're
3: a really horrible s- filmmaker, and getting a five is like the best <laughs> thing you can, read, you know what I mean? The best yeah. thing you can I, get. Yeah, I
2: guess it's project specific.
3: Yeah, it's very, it's it's different. It's different. It's different. different.
1: And uh, for this, I'm I, I'll go first. I guess I'll say two. Um, I it's a movie that I, like I said, I have watched over and over again. I I love it. Uh, It does have a couple problems with it, you know, with the, I said, the blurriness at times, um, uh, a couple, like, dark spots that, you know, and and nothing that isn't, you know, just, it's an indie movie, so there's gonna, there's always gonna be that. But as we said, there's no, there's not that many continuity issues, the story is great, uh, is interesting enough where, you know, the characters are are fun. Um, You know, I I liked everything about it. and, and that same, so I say two. Um, Paul?
3: Well, I like the movie, although I mainly like it for its sort of tertiary qualities, the fact that it's part of the view askew, larger universe, the, the fact of who shot it and how he did the producing and editing and all that stuff. You know, from a basic level, the story doesn't really interest me so much because I don't care about teenagers or their little teenage problems. I don't care if they're shooting each other it, that doesn't really interest me at all. So, I have to sort of balance those two things. So between the two, I, I would say I would give this a four and a half. Four
2: and a half? Wow, yeah. we're all, like all over the place here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What uh, are you going? But we having? haven't gone above a five, yeah, which I think yeah. is fair. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I think what you were saying with with um, the the rationale that you gave for the two, is exactly the stuff that I've seen in some of the production. I wish they like the, the, having multiple shots. That that kind of I wish they could have done that. Constraints and stuff like that. But I'm actually going to go one and a half. Mm. Wow. Nice. wow. Um, I think this was very well done. Um, wow, you gave it better than me. I was about to say, this, this is like the lowest score <laughs> I think you've given, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Game Box was probably close, but I think that was still a two or three. Yeah, two or three, yeah. Yeah. yeah th- wow. th- this and, and I love movies that play on multiple levels, and this plays on multiple levels, and it's got multiple characters trying to find their place. And I think that that said, it... it, it it, the dramatic elements to it I, I think it, 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 it's a period it's a period time of time of place so it's 25 years later there's a different culture and world that we're in now but looking at that then it's like wow this is it, it hit in that they he took a chance of doing something so different than clerks and to me this worked and that's why I'm, I'm going down to one and a half a couple small problems but in general well made and I want to own this on blu-ray
3: very nice. Yeah, I just wish it hadn't been about teenagers, even 30-year-olds playing teenagers. I just, I can't, I cannot connect to moot stories about teenagers. I just can't. I'm 50-something years old. You just said you're like kids. I, I do, yeah. Remember when that came out, I wasn't 50 years old then. I mean, come on. Well, this, okay. this, this is like, what, two years apart from kids. I think yeah. we talked about that but earlier. But see,
1: if right? you had watched this in, you know, 97, do you think you would have had a feeling? I think,
3: so. I think I, yeah, I, I would have had less of this whole I'm totally sick of teenagers kind of a thing. Yeah. And
2: see, I, I probably would have been not liking it as much then as I do now because I think as I've aged a little bit, I think of myself during that time period, but I look at it from the experience of life that I'm at now. Like you've
1: had more time away from exactly. it. Exactly. You know, yeah. yeah.
2: So that's, that's why I'm so... Uh, and and uh, I think Vincent's, uh, it's it's unfortunate that he has not done more stuff in the 25 that's years. that's unfortunate. That, 20, I, I would like
3: to have seen, because he yeah. definitely shows, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of talent here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would love to have seen more things. Oh, did he do, do, do some He'll, short we'll films back. or some other yeah. stuff in between? Or? No,
1: he was yeah. supposed to do a movie called Autograph, I think, that Jason Lee was attached to. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't. Because 25 out. years is a and, long time. Then so, he was gonna do a uh, he was gonna do a uh, what's that guy, Clyde Barker thing, but that fell through. Yeah. So it's just you know yeah. And yeah,
2: each person's got his own story, and maybe he's maybe he's been focusing on the historian elements or the podcast or other stuff and just um, busy with real yeah, life with, in yeah, general. Yeah, real oh, life and real in life. General. I mean, yeah, he so. has a real job. He yeah. does real stuff. I mean, I, he, I, I, I can relate to that. I understand that completely. But, uh, um, but, I think
1: a lot of you know I think even before, like maybe even before 2020, but like about that time, he was probably getting to be the point where he was like wanting to come back out. So he wrote the back scratcher and hopefully, you know, hopefully by 2020, the end of 2023, we'll, we'll get, uh, the back scratcher will be available, you know, or whatever, but I mean. But
2: uh, worst case scenario, I mean, he's put something out there that will, in my mind, it's 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 not something that's easily forgettable. Um, yeah, it's, it's not forgettable at all to me because it's something that I think is going to resonate with me. This
1: movie will stick with a lot of people yeah. if they see it. So if you haven't seen it, please watch it. Uh, I don't know why you listened to our whole thing on it or whatever. Well, we, hopefully you hopefully you stopped
2: and, and watched it in the middle of it and um, and then came back to this. Darn
3: you, Moody, giving us a good movie. Now I'm going to have to be extra stinky this this season.
1: I mean, I, I was already <laughs> sure you would I'm out. Be, I'm out. You know? I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I was already sure you would. Okay,
3: be. I'm gonna have to start digging up some of the really stinky ones I keep uh, buried
1: uh, oh, in I've the back. Oh, I've got some stinky ones on hand, but <laughs> I, I like I, I wanted to start it off on a really nice. Somewhere
2: note. I could see just Jen shaking her fists. I have I've gone down the bowels of Tubi recently, and I've seen some some real stinky stuff. I mean,
1: and, and, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, but you also did like you ended it on stinky.
2: You know, we last guess. season. Yes, yes, of you, course. You start yeah. with a bang you go out with a bang. I don't know. <laughs> Is yeah. that, your? I guess, your question?
3: I mean, hey, I've got a couple of good ones, too, that I have tucked away that I'll be bringing in. I do bring in good ones from now, now and again. You know, I did get you to see Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. It's yeah, a really she, good movie. I
1: thought Sarah liked it, but apparently she said she did not as much as she, you know, whatever. So. So you're
2: going to take this to a lesser place. Or a, better a place, place. A, a better place, oh, on a, a better different place perspective, than yeah, a different um, perspective.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a, a stinkier place. Yeah, um, eventually. But right now, this is not stinky. I, this was a pretty good one, and I think, uh, you know, like I said, I wanted this last year. It didn't work out. I'm glad it worked out for this season. Um, and I was glad that I always wanted to show Joe because I felt like Joe would like it. And Joe liked it more than I did, apparently. Like so go. there and, you go. And
2: I think that um, seeing, I, I know they're always talking about the stinky uh, stinkometer on, on the, the rough side. Maybe seeing stuff, I don't, I, I, I. I be, Maybe mean, you, I, you gotta I, go be,
1: down the stinkometer and it, check out, or yeah. the, the ladder of stink yeah. and see the ones that get like Joe, the lower. are you
3: saying you like this better than Magic
2: Lizard?
1: We need to show them Wang Wang. What, what? Yes, we
2: should. I, I, I consider Let's this a show film. You a little Wang. Magic <laughs> Lizard. I don't even know if that's a film to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it'd be interesting to see if you guys top this and and on. The, on the other end of the spectrum, we, we have
3: gotten some good movies. We've gotten season. some we've good movies. We've some snuck someone see, in there. So you, we, see, we've so
2: done set, that. You, you set a bar on this side of the equation, now you and work that's on the other, the other thing I
3: think mm-hmm. that separates us, yeah. you know, from the other folks that are out there.
1: Yeah, that's once, once again like, mm-hmm. that that's where once again a lot of people do make it their goal to watch I mean, stinky I movies. Try
3: not to do anything that's in the middle, like you said, the mm-hmm. numbers are sort of avoid yeah. if we can. Uh, it's more fun to do the crappier ones. They tend to be our more fun shows, but well, it's good to do some good ones too. Yeah. There's a palate cleanser.
2: Yeah, exactly. When
1: in when the 2000, when I was kind of going through my, uh, I want to find indie films, you know, right? Because this movie really, this and Clerks, but Clerks was a little bit different in the, in the sense of like, it was black and white and it was, you know, different stuff. But then I started going down this rabbit hole of, like, 90s and early 2000 uh, indie films. And I found some I found some ones that will be on Indie Film Cafe that are really good. And they um, show off. Like, uh, one of my favorite ones are, like, ones that go to, like, Sundance. Sundance ones, like, uh, Amongst Friends. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one. Mm-hmm. But that's a really good one. Um, and yeah. I just bought that. So that, that's is that, going. Is that dead Burns? No, it over. was uh, done by this guy Rob Weiss, and he later on went to, on to Entourage.
3: Yeah, I you know I have some stuff tucked away too. I usually save them for other shows though, things like you know uh, Film Freaks or Criterion Watch. Yeah, but Watch. I don't.
1: I don't do my indie films for Film Freaks. Mm-hmm. I want to do those for the Hollywood movies, the bigger movies. You do those like you'll do the more ones that people don't don't know well enough or whatever that you think are great. I I just tend to do that for Indie Film Cafe because I want people. You know, because this is our flagship show. Like, this is the one I want people to see good movies too.
2: And I think this is a perfect movie to have, um, to to prop up. Even even though it is a bit aged, it's something to be propped up. Well, you know, if if we're For talking about
3: being the angel on the shoulder and the devil, I'm definitely the devil on the shoulder. I'm, the I'm trying to get people to watch Blood Freak and <laughs> movies like that.
1: But once again, a lot of red letter media stuff are already covering those things. I want to find the ones that. They are covering two, which sometimes those are the stinky ones that nobody's heard of. We covered Blood Freak first. We did. Thank you. That's true. We did that. They just literally like just did that. I like beating
3: one. them to the punch.
1: I know. So, you know, so we could say we've seen that. Maybe they're going to start watching our show right. and getting ideas for.
3: You know, been there, done that.
1: You know, but uh, anywho, uh, thank you guys. This has been a great first episode. Um, next uh, next, week uh it'll be mine again and uh you get
2: two in a row to start it
1: yeah so the way that it goes uh and this is an interesting way is uh i i get it the one two then it's a special guest then it's paul and he's gonna do like one in the studio so i'll have one in the studio one zoom and then and that's how it's going to be like it'll be paul next month we'll have uh it will be just me studio Then, uh, then, then Paul studio, then, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, special guest, then Paul zoom. So it will be, he'll have, each of us will have one in the, uh, uh, one studio, one zoom. Then, you know, And then it alternates is that he have
3: two and then next month I'll have two. Yeah. So
1: I'll have two this month uh, and he'll have one. And then next, next month I'll have one and he'll have two. So, it, it all works out even's out but
3: So prepare yourself for a very stinky uh, February.
1: Yes. Yes. Or even in January. I have no idea what you have planned for
2: So it's going to be like it's going to be like Rotten Valentine's. Oh, Day. I've already
3: got next next movie picked out. So, so you,
2: rot- you, got, you got you got Rotten Valentine's Day type of ideas like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And I think we have some we have some already planned that even Paul is excited to show this year that uh, I Came, you know, talk to him about where where we've got that plan. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. Uh, I I might I might be easy on you, but if you get Paul someday, just be careful because Paul knows now that you saw this one. <laughs> yeah. So when Paul. Don't want to
3: spoil you rotten. You
1: got, yes. You got
2: me with a one point five. You now you're gonna try to eat me with a nine point five, huh? Well, we, we got you that already. We already got you a ten. Eat yeah. of bingo.
1: Yeah, and you already got your first first thirty last <laughs> last year.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, that's that's. No. and oh, then you I got, got the nine point five Z movies waiting for you.
1: I think Janitor is what you gave a nine point five to, yeah, so yeah. you you're very uh, close to a ten on that one. Yeah, you know, so this one you were uh, so you're you're
2: riding the waves. Yeah, but not 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 for uh, not for G Larry's reasons. So for, uh, for, yeah, for no, Janitor because he was he was good. He was good, but yeah. you know that's yeah. That was not. You show.
1: haven't seen uh, was it uh, the other one he did that that J Larry. Um, Double yeah, D D the Double D Avenger. Oh, yeah, yeah you gotta show that. You
3: that. That'd be a great um, Patreon only. Episode. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, we already did it last year for yeah, Patreon only, so let's try not to repeat ourselves. Yeah, a know, bunch of know, we can
3: actually watch movies for fun and not have to worry about doing a podcast.
1: I don't. I don't want to do. Imagine that. that. I've got too much other shit going on. I can't. I don't have time to watch things for fun. And that's but, your fault, dude. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, this year is going to be amazing. There's a lot going on. There's going to be a lot of stuff on the YouTube channel. There's going to be a lot of stuff on uh, uh, Facebook, other th- social media. Check all our sites out. Uh, IndieFilmCafe dot uh, reviews. IndieFilmCafe dot poppy dot com. Uh, Was it SickFlickProductions dot com? I mean, we're gonna.
3: Don't forget our OnlyFans page where Moody takes it all off all the time for everyone. And, and
1: we have our Patreon dot com backslash IndieFilmCafe. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh and uh aside from that though, uh keep checking and checking back and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. All right, bye.
0: bye.
1: We're gonna test this out right now and see how loud it is. It looks okay. Well, what about you, Paul? Cow farts. Cow. Calp- just talk normal. Oh, cow no- farts. No, that's not normal. <laughs> you, you went. You went. You, high. Let you let went very low.
2: low. <sighs> Cow farts. That echoed. That Hello. echoed. Uh, is this sounding all right? Clear. Higher. Higher. Lower.
1: Probably need to get closer to the mic. Mm.
2: Hello. Raise the yep. animal bag higher. 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 All right.
1: Well, there you go. I'm just okay. talking normal, and you know, there it's louder.
2: Okay.